All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Joe Danier podcast. I am Joe Danier, your host, and I'm going to talk to you today about pressures. And we do a good bit about vilifying pressures, but I want to introduce them as something that are it's a proper tool and a pretty important thing, you know, in your world. So we look at pressures as things that uh, go beyond what we're capable of handling. So like, I can't take the pressure. I'm, you know, it's expensing all of my time and my energy. I'm emotional about it. It's taken me over the edge. Maybe I've gotten sick. Maybe I feel uncomfortable. Maybe it makes me unhappy and sad, right? So those are pressures get to you. But what a pressure is, you have natural pressures and then you have artificial pressures. And what I'm suggesting that you do is that you create your own pressures. If you create your own pressures, then you're in control of their gravities and how they affect your world. If you let natural pressures happen, natural pressure, pressures will forcibly push you in a different direction. And usually they're more abrupt and they're not as enjoyable as the artificial versions. So that's really all you have to do. You have to take naturally occurring things reverse engineer them to find out where their origins were and then create sort of artificial pressures that accomplish the same thing, but spread out it over time. And here's two examples. First example is there's a pressure that when you're all of a sudden notice your tires need replaced, right? The pressure is that if you don't do it, your car doesn't have tread, you get in trouble or you, you know, spin out of control. An artificial pressure would be, knowing that one day you uh, changed your tires and you knew it was a pretty big, big expense and it wasn't a great experience for you, that you're like, hey, you know what? I owned this car for three years. It happened after three years. Let me take that pressure of coming up with a bunch of money all at one time and put that in smaller chunks so that it's easier for me to accomplish. I take the bad out of it. It's the same reaction. You're parting with money you don't necessarily have, but you're putting it in a pressure that is manageable. So if you, you can elect to have one big 10 magnitude earthquake, or you can have 10 one magnitude earthquakes and one is gets it out of the way all at one time, but it's a whole lot of shitty all at one time, the smaller ones, you know, they're still an annoyance, but they happen more regularly, but they don't like make big disturbances happen. So uh, when I was a kid, uh, I used to tell myself this on a regular basis. I saw my dad lose his job. He, uh, his, his company laid a bunch of people off. He was, I believe a, a mechanical engineer, a drafter, something, maybe mechanical engineer, but anyway, he, uh, he got laid off and I watched him struggle. Uh, you know, in the 80s, uh, when the steel industry really collapsed, struggled to find a job because there was a ton of people looking for work at the time. And I thought it was shitty that people put all of their energy and their trust and faith in a single company. And then if that doesn't work out, you're screwed because that's their only way of making money. So I kept telling myself as a kid, I would rather have 10 jobs making $10,000 than one job making $100,000. And that stuck with me my entire life. Diversifying the, um, you know, the pressure points, the points of failure is an engineering marvel, right? If you uh, decouple bad things from sort of that density of too much too much of something all at one time and spread it out over a larger period of time you watch that happen in nature bad things happen all at one time and they get it out of the way but it's really disturbing and uh, other ones are not as disturbing May maybe not even make the news and that's what we were after here the pressures that you create 
right? On the negative side, you want to be small enough, almost working like attrition to whittle down the big pressures that end up not happening because you took all of their energy away with the small pressures. The second one is the manipulative side, the self manipulative side. If you do not create a pressure, you will fall victim to your vices. And what this means is the temptations of something like what pressure do you put yourself on not taking something too far, right? So you're playing video games and you want to play video games for an hour for an hour. What pressures do you put on yourself so that it gets harder to keep playing video games after you said that you don't want to play video games anymore? Well, you can create some artificial pressures to make your brain get controlled and keep yourself in check. If you do it yourself, then nobody else has to do it. You're self-regulating. If you don't do it, then the world, same thing as the big volcano going up, bad things happen that then forcibly make you not play video games anymore. Terrible analogy, but you get the, the deal. If you can regulate and manage yourself, then nobody else has to. And nature has that tendency to also hands off when you're taking care of your own business because you're, you know, you're noticing things aren't quite right and you're fixing them before there's a repercussion. That's the same thing as taking those pressures off of you uh, one little one magnitude volcano at a time or earthquake at a time. I said volcano, but you know what I meant. But anyway, so creating those pressures artificially to pair off those negative effects, also to control yourself and to keep you doing what, I mean, we're setting these goals and we're putting stuff on our whiteboard because we hope to accomplish those things. But if we sit down and the moment that we have a chance to do something that we bail on it and do exactly the wrong things, it's because we put, we, we made what we didn't want to do as lubricated as we could get. And the things that we did want to do, we set up obstacles. And I'll use my cake analogy. If you didn't want to eat cake, make it hard to eat cake. If you want to eat cake, right, make it super easy to eat cake. So when I look at you without you explaining, I will see if you really don't want to eat cake, depending on what you make easy and what you make hard. Those are the frictions. If you're going to create frictions, put them in the department. You know, if you don't want to, if you say you have $100 in your pocket and you don't want to spend it, what should you do? Make it as hard as hell to, to spend it. Make it as, as illiquid as you possibly can. Put it in a form that doesn't easily translate to the you know, to, to the, the register when you go up and buy something, right? If you have to do nine steps to spend that $100, you give yourself a better chance because you made what you don't want to do hard. And if you wanted to save it, make it super easy to get it into your savings account and orient your life so that you're creating those frictions on things that you don't like and creating nice, easy, flowing ways to the things that you don't want. I put things that you want closer to you and push things that you don't want further away. Because like I said, your vices, those temptations are the ones that are going to take down all of your goals. And you're saying, woe is me. How does this always happen to me? And you're going to be the victim and you're always going to blame the circumstances. If you want to line up excuses, there is super easy. We live in a sophisticated, fast moving, complicated world. There are excuses and reasons for every failure that you ever have. You will never have to take responsibility. It could always be the economy or the weather or your friends or your bank account or all of those things. You always escape responsibility until you do what I do, which is push those excuses, make it so that you can't use any of them. Your only excuse is pointing a finger back at you and saying, how could I have done different things? Hey, I got a cold. How could you have not gotten a cold? Hey, I didn't get a raise. How could you have gotten that raise? Make it always about you and what you could have done Right. And then that is an artificial pressure that you put on yourself. Remember the original, the origin definition of it. We are avoiding pressures that make us sick 
or take all of our energy or make us feel worse. You're not a martyr. You're not starting this process so that you can make life more difficult for yourself. So don't penalize yourself. Don't put a pressure on yourself to not get sick and then get sick because you were trying to not get sick. That's just stupidity. You got to frame this in a way you're doing this for one specific purpose to get the best version of yourself right? And to take away the consequences of things that are injurious and make them more manageable so you don't take. Like if, if your immune system captures some invading virus and your body never notices, right? You, you got all of the best exposure to the virus without any of the consequence of the injury because you got sick. That's the goal. Make it all so manageable that your body doesn't ever have to get totally sick in order to learn from those mistakes. Don't make them so bad. If you're if you're an idiot, you want to walk up to every bad, bad major mistake and only pay attention to if it hits you uh, over the back of the head with a two by four. Right. If that's the only way that you learn, expect a bunch of two by fours. And it's not a pleasurable experience. So that's a stupid rendition, stupid way of learning what well, you want to learn. Quiet. My wife was his kindergarten teacher. She found that if she talked loud, the kids would get used to her talking loud. And by the end of the year, she was screaming at them because she created a sense of an insensitivity to her voice. She goes the other direction. She started talking quieter and she started making them, them, them struggle to listen. Then they quieted down because they wanted to hear. So you create these insensitivities in your own world and making your excuses escalate and you're making your reasons escalate and you're making the uh, natural consequences escalate. All of these things get bigger and bigger over time. It's up to you to change gears and create some sensitivities in those areas. So like my wife, you, there's one day where they're all rambunctious and you're sitting there talking like this. And you got to deal with the consequences because that's not a consequence of your quietness today. That's a consequence of your loudness yesterday. So you got to serve the time until your classroom then has enough time to start caring about listening to you ever again. Lots of abstract thoughts in there, but this was a good one. So I listened to this a couple times. This is one that I will put in my personal collection as a reminder that when I'm being a shithead or I'm not doing the right thing or I'm complaining about something, this is the voice that I need in my head to tell me to stop doing that and start controlling yourself. Till next time, this is the Joe Danier Podcast.